There are three general types of worship Christians should practice. Personal, corporate, and lifestyle worship. First, the follower of Christ should develop the habit of personal worship. The Bible tells us that Christians are the temple of God and the very Spirit of God dwells in them. This union of creature and creator is beyond our understanding. Yet the fact remains that the Divine One desires to commune with us mortals. And through that communion, we are strengthened by the very presence of God. So what is this communion or personal worship that we're talking about? Personal worship is that time you set aside to be in God's presence alone. You don't have to be alone, but you are not intentionally worshiping with others. Personal worship includes praying to, meditating on, thinking about, singing to, and listening to God. It's reading your Bible on the porch swing. It's praying in the privacy of your bedroom. It's meditating, which means to pray, think, and listen upon God in the backyard garden. It's all of these and more. A wonderful byproduct of personal worship is penned by the Apostle Paul, that you being rooted and established in love may have power, together with all the saints, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. The thought that mere mortals can have both knowledge of and experience with the living God is unfathomable, but true. Second, Christians should practice corporate worship. The Apostle Peter speaks of Christ's followers in terms like people, priesthood, and nation. Why? Peter continues, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Worship is not only a personal experience, it's a group endeavor as well. Some may question the need for the corporate gathering in lieu of the practice of personal worship, but both are important and both are biblical. Jesus said, For where two or three come together in my name, there I am with them. It's not that Christ manifests himself differently to the gathering than he does to the individual. For God does not change. It is we who change. Me has become we. In corporate worship, gathered Christians reflect the very nature of the triune God, simultaneously singular and plural, and experience God corporately through both the presence of the Holy Spirit and through one another. There is also a dual audience in corporate worship, reflected in Paul's writings to the Ephesians. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We sing to God and to one another. 
I can't tell you how many times I've been led into worship by observing someone else worshiping. There is encouragement found in seeing others worship God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Think of it as a beach bonfire, with each piece of wood in that bonfire symbolizing a Christ follower. When together, the flame burns brightly and with intensity. But take one of those logs out of the fire and put it off by itself. What happens? The flame quickly diminishes. Now take that same piece of wood, put it back into the fire. Worshiping together is very important to our being Christ followers. Finally, the disciple of Christ should engage in a lifestyle of worship. A lifestyle of worship means that Christ's followers demonstrate their love and thereby their worship through their obedience to God. Jesus said, whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. This is why when tempted by Satan to trade gods, Jesus replied, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The Apostle Paul's teaching on worship urged Christians to consider the mercies they had received and to worship by offering themselves as a living sacrifice. Scripture does not demand perfection. We all know that living sacrifices tend to crawl off the altar. The daily life of a worshiper, however, is fueled by God's mercies to live a life that is pleasing to God. This is how I like to explain lifestyle worship. When you're driving down the highway and someone cuts you off by driving quickly in front of you without indicating their intent, how do you respond? Is your response something that is honoring and glorifying to Jesus Christ? Or something that you'll have to ask for forgiveness for later? Micah 6, 8 gives us the perfect description of lifestyle worship. He has shown you, O oh man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. When you do those things, you live a life of worship. Personal worship, corporate worship, and lifestyle worship three types of worship Christians should practice.